welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Adjusting the Wheel podcast. It's Justin joined alongside by Will. Will, what's up, man? How was your weekend? I can't call it, man. Long weekend, long weekend, but we back. Episode two of the Adjusting the Will podcast. How you doing? I I can't I can't complain at all. I can't complain at all. Hey man, um, real quick, just wanted to um um tell out all our listeners who tuned in week one. We really appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, Greatly we appreciate it. We appreciate the support, the uh feedback that was received. Um, we definitely uh, would like y'all to continue to tune in because we got so much more to get to, uh, a lot to talk, a lot to talk about. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to uh, let y'all know that we greatly appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, on another note, too, I have to um, send out an apology um, to the Philadelphia Eagles fan base. Okay. I got my colors mixed up last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had colors. a lot of people feeling my... away about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got my colors mixed up. Uh, um, You know, I said A.J. Green, Green. instead of A.J. AJ. Brown. So, hey, Eagles fans, um, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. But look, man, let's get uh, straight to it. Let's uh, look at the recap um, for... Uh, this week, starting with Vegas and the Rams. Baker Mayfield to the rescue. Mm. Mm. Baker looked good. He looked good. I mean, I guess he needed somebody that really believed in him. I agree. You know what but, I mean? what, but what does this say about Vegas? We waiting for Josh. <laughs> Just come on back home. <laughs> Just come on. You know, uh, we always here for you. Yeah. Whenever it get rough, you know, you lose your job, you know, New England waiting for you. Because yeah. it got to be on its way. You lose to Baker, he been there for 36 hours. <laughs> and you lose like that. Man. Come on home. Buffalo takes down uh, the Jets and snowy Buffalo. Um, Jets still rolling with Mike White. Defensive game. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is Mike White. You know what I mean? Like this is it seems like they're okay with it. Like he uh he did get injured in that game. They said he, he fought through a lot though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he left the game about twice, came back. They actually said they um sent him to the hospital right after the game. Far as the flight. Uh well, for his ribs. Yeah, yeah, as far as him getting on the flight going yeah. back home. Yeah. But they cleared him, so Okay. I mean, he'd be all right. I mean, I just need to know are they in this to win or are they in it for stats? The Jets, that's, that's the Jets, that is, of course. Right. Zach Wilson was five and two. He didn't look good, but they was five and two. Right. Everybody getting their targets, their receptions, but they're one and two with him. Right. Are we in it for stats or are we in it to win? Yeah, you got a point. But that's the Jets. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow and the Bengals finally take down Cleveland. Um, Cleveland, uh, second start for Deshaun Watson. Uh, he looked better. He, he looked better, he but it's along. something about I can, I don't understand why they can't get their run game going. Like they got a solid O line, um, but I think right now you're playing them for the run. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's rusty, so you want him to throw the ball as much as possible right now. So yeah. the key is to take Nick away. Yeah, absolutely. Nick Chubb, right. that's the key. Uh, Detroit takes down Minnesota and Motor City. Uh, we got our first look at Jamison Williams scoring his first touchdown. I told y'all about him last week. I mentioned them last week. 
that offense is going to be tough. They get a defense. That defense coming along slowly but surely. Right. But if they can get their defense to get relatively close to where their offense is, right. Detroit going to be trouble. And we're still going to have to touch on Detroit trading away T.J. Hawkinson to an in-division uh, rival in Minnesota. We still got to make some sense of it. We know what it is, but at some point we'll be able to break that down. It's the utmost disrespect. When a, when a team trades you within the division. Especially when you were a first-round draft pick taken in the top 10 of that particular draft. And just because you didn't, you wasn't supposed to be drafted there does not mean you get a pass. Nope. That follows you. Eagles take down the Giants. Eagles are looking like the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Crushed their division rival. The Giants, uh, um, they're injury-riddled a little bit, but... To go in the Meadowlands and put it to him the way they did, like I said last week, Jalen Hurts is my MVP. He's still playing uh, at an MVP caliber level. Uh, the Eagles as a whole, they look solid. They look ready to make a run at at, at the uh, at the Super Bowl. I just for 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 all my Eagles fans out there, I just hope they didn't peak too early. You mm. know what I mean? You could you could go on that run early and then not peak. At the right time. Mm. You know, a lot of times once we hit the playoffs, that's about momentum. Right. Who peaking at the right time. So I just hope they didn't peak early. But when it comes to the Giants, I never really felt as though they were a threat in that division. It's a yeah. quarterback league. As yeah. long as Daniel Jones, their quarterback, I don't really see them being a threat. No right. disrespect. That's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's no, just what it is. It is. Uh, Jacksonville takes down Tennessee and Nashville. Jacksonville finally gets a win. Uh, against Tennessee. Tennessee's starting to fall apart a little bit. That's three straight losses. They didn't fire their GM last week after A.J. Brown put it to his former team. Tennessee, I don't know, man. And you know what's funny about Tennessee? They remind me a lot of the Ravens okay. in terms of run-first football team. Style. Um, when even though Derrick Henry had over 100, you still got to do something in that passing game. Yeah, and also, like like you said, they remind you of the Ravens. That's the team that's built to play with the lead. Exactly. You know what I mean? But that the crazy thing, they had the lead. But it's a lot of firepower. <laughs> These young teams yeah. that then had them first-round picks for a while, they starting to get it together. Yeah. It's a lot of firepower in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City holds on. Against Denver, you and I spoke about this earlier. If Russell Wilson does not get hurt, they probably pull off the upset. If not, it was going to be a close one. It was going to be way tighter. Ripping did well, you know, relieving. But those three picks, it goes. It goes back to the to to what we talk about in terms of Patrick Mahomes. He has all the intangibles to be the greatest quarterback, but mm -hmm. sometimes he gets to a point where he wants to. Globetrotter. Yeah. He reckless. Yeah. He reckless. Yeah. But the thing is, the same thing that you love him for, you'll hate him for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you got to take the good with the bad with him. We keep seeing the highlight of the little uh, no-look dump-off pass to McKinnon that yeah. he ran for a touchdown, but yeah. nobody's saying anything about them three picks he threw yesterday. <laughs> as long as they won. Now, if they would have lost, it would have been a different it story. It would have been a different story. San Francisco takes down Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They never Tom stood came a back home. 
They never stood a chance. Lost to Mr. Irrelevant. They never stood a chance. They never stood a chance. What's going on with the chemistry between Brady and Mike Evans? They've never really had a chemistry. They've had the back shoulder and the red zone. His chemistry was more so with Chris Godwin. With Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. You know he likes to slot and yep. he likes a tight end. Yep. Mike, he's not used to Mike Evans. You know what I mean? He's not used to having that big threat on the outside. Right. In his career, he's never really had that. Carolina goes into Seattle, takes him down 30-24. to 24. Um, we can see that Seattle was really missing Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah, yeah. And it showed they had to rely more on Geno Smith, who uh, had a couple of turnovers. Um, still fought back, but, you know, those turnovers hurt him in the end. Geno is who Geno is. Yeah. If Once you once you have Geno throwing the ball over 30 times in a game, recipe for a loss. Yeah. I think they, what, he threw the ball 36 times. They might have ran it a total of 19? Yeah. 20? I think they had less than 50 yards rushing. You, so You yeah. can't go into a game like and that. Carolina's defense is still yeah, solid. Yeah, still like, solid. They, they let a lot of their offensive pieces go in Carolina. Their defense is still stout. Yeah. So you can't just think because they let McCaffrey go and you understand what I'm saying, that they shutting it down because they not. Yeah. Their defense is going to be there every weekend. Let's slide over to this Miami uh, Chargers game real quick. Uh, Chargers take down Miami 23-17. They had the heaters. They brought the heaters out. They said the Dolphins had the heaters on the sideline in L.A. So what they going to do in Buffalo? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, question. Miami is like those old school dome teams. Get them out of that comfortability and take your chances. Yeah. Get them out of that sun, sunny weather down south. Put them in the cold. They was in L.A. and had the heaters. That's crazy. They said it was 55 outside in L.A. Uh, usually, you know, um, they'll keep the roof open for a little breeze. But to have the heaters on and it's 55 degrees outside. That's comedy. And then Tua still only went 10 of 28. But see, I think that was more so game planning. The, ch- the Chargers had a great game plan. Oh, at, for sure. They, they made the linebackers go... They made their depth deeper. And the Dolphins didn't expect them to run as much man as they no, did. No, they didn't. Because it's not the issue is not the man coverage. It's the it's the linebackers cutting off those slant routes, mm-hmm. those deep dig routes. Yep. That's what they like. Once they back the them flats. up. Yeah. Once <clears throat> they back their linebackers up, it changed the game for them. And pressure, like I said, pressure bus pipe will make diamonds. Ravens beat the Steelers 16-14. I'm not gonna lie, man. <clears throat> okay. Ravens really was gifted this game. Why you say that? They were gifted this game. Why? Um, Coming from a Ravens fan, why? You couldn't throw the ball. Okay. Um, we understand Huntley got knocked out of the game. Mm-hmm. but He was 8-4-11, like 88 yards yeah, when he went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent. But even up to that point, you really couldn't move the ball throwing. Yeah. Um, he had some opportunities to to push the ball downfield. But we'll touch on that in a minute mm-hmm. about his inability to get the ball downfield. But the Steelers moved the ball through the air. Yeah. Marlon uh, Humphrey was a liability yesterday. Okay. The Ravens were saved by Mitchell, Tr- Mitchell Trubisky. Absolutely. Two costly turnovers in, in the, the red zone, zone mm-hmm. that could have got you at least three points and you lost by two. Mm-hmm. Um, he took six points off the board. He took six points off the board. Yeah. Um, you know, the block field goal was clutch on, you know, Calais so Campbell. That's nine. Part, so that's, that's another field. That's another three points. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, at least the attempt. You think about two crucial turnovers in the red zone, you would think that at least one of those trips into the red zone would get you at least three. At points. least three. And then we're having a different we having a different conversation. We're having today. a different conversation today. So let me ask you a question in <clears throat> reference to that. Do you accept it as a win is a win? No. Or does it make you nervous no. for what lies ahead? Last week when we beat the Broncos, mm-hmm. a lot of fans, a win is a win. Okay. A win is a win. Mm-hmm. A win is a win. Yeah. But that style of play is not going to get you. It's not sustainable. It's not. Yeah. When you get to the playoffs mm-hmm. and you start playing these teams that are more equipped to go against what you throw at them, yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work. Now, every game is different. You might get into the playoffs and you might see a game like that. Yeah. And you'll take it because you're moving on. Yeah. 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 But at the end of the day, the Ravens did what worked for them okay. by running the ball. The Steelers mm-hmm. couldn't stop it. That's what you got to do. You got to keep running the ball. Okay. But the scary part about that game is that the Steelers basically gifted you that game. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say gifted. I don't want to say gifted because, you know, we got to be... Be careful with the our way, words. The way Trubisky was throwing... Yeah. Like, come on, man. He gifted... <laughs> Gifted, three. Easy. Now this is coming from you. Easy. This is if coming you from even you. like I, I I talk about this a lot. <clears throat> when you're at the game, you're able to see a lot more than what you see on TV. Okay. But when they show them replays of him, th- especially the picks that he threw to Smith and Queen, and Queen, you staring down a tight end and you trying to fit it into a tight window. A tight window. You're st- and then you're not able to see that linebacker sliding Slide. in from that hook position. But what makes it so much worse <clears throat> is it was the exact same, same play. You Gifted. threw the same pick twice. Gifted. Gifted. I'm sorry. It was a gift. Now, had um, Pickett. Pickett not uh, got kicked, not kicked out of the game. If Concussion. he didn't get injured mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, wasn't removed from the game. It might have been a, you know, different. a totally different game. Yeah. A totally different game. Yeah. We could say the same thing about Huntley, mm-hmm. but, you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay, since you brought him up, let's go a little deeper into Huntley. How did the game play calling look to you with Huntley compared to when QB won Lamar's in? <clears throat> did so, you see a difference? So the the different there is a difference. Okay. And the difference is, yes, the playbook does open up um a bit more. Okay. Um you see it in the formations. Okay. You see more receivers on the field. Mm-hmm. My only issue is that Huntley is not pushing the ball down the field. Okay. Uh last week we alluded to uh Huntley's ability to get through his progressions a lot quicker than Lamar. Yeah. And we'll get to that as well. But when you see it, to me, it's because the route concepts are a lot shorter in terms of short to intermediate versus intermediate to deep. The deep, okay. There were a couple of plays where, um, you know, he had one pass to Demarcus Robinson and he was able to get some yak running up the sideline. And then he had the, the, uh, the uh, one pass to uh, Deshaun Jackson where he was just basically over there by himself waving his hand and he was able to find him once he scrambled out of the pocket. But to me, 
even though you're seeing the playbook open up some, mm-hmm. some of these plays still aren't getting down the field in, in terms of the passing plays. <clears throat> okay, but I think that's coming from the fact that he doesn't play a lot. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? I think because that's a conversation we had. And that's why I brought that that first question I asked was that because it looks different to me. It seems as though they open up far as the passing game a lot more when it comes to Huntley than Lamar. Now he's not taking the deep shots like you said, right? But just the the thought process of the offense for them to put more receivers on the field tells me a lot. Now this is this is what I what I saw um, yesterday. Now. Ravens quarterbacks, in particular Lamar, have always struggled against the Steelers. Yeah, um, division game. What I what I see in Huntley, um, even though these plays uh, open seem to open up a bit more, he's still hesitant in terms of where he wants to go with the ball sometimes. And when he's hesitant, like that first, I want to say it was definitely on the first drive of the game where he tried to throw it, throw a slant. To Duvernay, I believe mm-hmm. it should have been picked off. Okay, should have been it was picked late. off. It probably no. It, I can't even say it was late. It was more so, and this is what I where I agree with you in terms of the chemistry and the timing with a backup quarterback. Yeah, it was almost like the corner had ran the route for Duvernay, mm. but at the same time, where the ball was placed, it wasn't placed where Duvernay. Where he thought, du- you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. where he thought Duvernay was going to be. Okay. It actually he actually hit the cornerback on the numbers. Okay. Like Duvernay had to play defense. Yeah, and that comes ball. from timing. That comes sure. from repetition. That comes from reps with this offense. For sure. So, I just I just think I just think that there's a different type of belief upstairs when it comes to the passing game with Huntley behind the center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate to that. Okay. But before we do that, let's get to this last game: mm-hmm. Cowboys and the Texans. Cowboys escaped, almost got upset mm-hmm. by the Texans. Yeah, there was a lot going on in Dallas this week. Um, you know, with OBJ being um being being present for a lot of courting, mm-hmm. as it were by uh, Cowboy players as well as Jerry Jones. Now, earlier today, we found out that they signed T.Y. Hilton. Mm -hmm. You put up a poll uh, earlier, um, excuse me, earlier last week, once it was, once um, the information came out about Dallas having concerns with OBJ and his knee, him, uh, them feeling like he's not fully recovered yet, and them... Um, thinking that he might not be able to help them down the down the stretch. Yeah. So I don't want to say they leaked the information. They did, but it's definitely some gamesmanship with sharing that information, yeah. right? So you put up a poll mm-hmm. and you asked, "Did the Cowboys really want OBJ?" Right. Or more in particular, did Jerry Jones really want OBJ? Because right. you can see the players wanted him. Yeah. But did Jerry Jones want him? Yeah. Okay, so first thing, before I answer your question, has Jerry Jones came out and denied, denounced racism yet? No, he hasn't. Has he sat down with Dr. Umar yet? Donations. Uh, not to my knowledge. Has Donations. he given any money to any yes. black funds? Not to, to my knowledge. To show that he's not racist? 
Not to my knowledge. Okay, let's keep it More going. Gifts. Um, me personally, I don't ever believe that they were interested in OBJ. Why is the that? The team was, well, this is my opinion. You know Jerry likes to be the center of attention. He likes to be the man. <clears throat> if you bring Odell into your organization, that fandom follows. Okay. That fandom follows him. You understand what I'm saying? He will be the biggest star in Dallas. Jerry also has a history of, I guess you can say, uh, he's very proud when it comes to the players that he drafts. Yeah. Um, he likes to have uh, another injury. Now Ramondre. We just lost Kyler for Arizona. Now Ramondre, ankle mm. sparring. That's grass. <laughs> It's crazy. Fell on his ankle. Yeah. We sitting here watching the, the, the Patriots Monday night game, so bear with me, fellas. Ladies and gents, <laughs> bear with me. Hey, look, check it out. I told I told I told Ryan, look, we got we got the blood pressure meds, <laughs> uh, we got the anxiety pills, we got the we got the oxygen tank, the I'm mask, finally, we got the gurney, just in case. I gotta admit, I'm finally seeing how it feels to be <laughs> everybody else. I ain't felt this. I, I I fully understand. I fully understand. But to get back on topic, yeah, he takes pride in him being able to say, I drafted this team. Right. So he wants to believe in Gallup. He wants to believe in CD. Right. You know what I mean? He don't want to bring in OBJ and feel like he's taken away from his homegrown. Right. So I just, that's why I put that poll because I never really believed they was in, interested in him from the beginning. Yeah. I didn't no, see I it. agree. I, I I think that it was definitely a show. Yeah. Um. At one at one point, I was kind of thinking like, oh, they doing all of this to kind of like take the heat off of the whole uh, segregation picture and all of that. Um. But now that <clears throat> we've we've seen this this gamesmanship mentality, how does that affect the player? Because now we we see these injuries. Um. We see. Dag pick. Mm. You good? You need the meds? I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> we see, we see, we saw Von Miller get hurt, right? Yeah. We saw him. He he tore his ACL. Yeah. Um, but initially, the Bills didn't announce it as a torn ACL. Right. They said, oh, you know, more more tests, we're uh evaluating. Yeah. But he seems to be okay. Yeah. Right? They played, then a week later. He tore his ACL. Right. Um, we we think about, and this is kind of leading me to the to the Lamar discussion uh, in terms of injuries because we're getting to a place where, and 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 this is about to get deep uh, on on so many levels because when Lamar got hurt, mm-hmm. um, Harbaugh played the played the game, the gamesmanship of. Oh, Lamar's Lamar will be fine. It'll be a day to day, week to week thing. Right. Now, nah, which is it? Is it day to day or week? Or is it week to week? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Is is week to week? Yeah. It has to be week to week because <laughs> yeah. we only play once a yeah. week. So <clears throat> now, when you look at what happened to Vaughn, right? Mm-hmm. We look at the kid uh, Blake Corm, uh, who played at Michigan. Okay. Who plays for Michigan? Yeah. The week before the 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 uh, Ohio State game, he injures his knee. Mm-hmm. He tries to give it a go. He he tries to give it a go. Um, ends up messing up his knee. Yeah. 
worse than what it was before. Right. Now he needs surgery. Right. So when we look at this situation with Lamar, where he strains his PCL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that people have to understand, especially with coaches, doctors, whoever, we can't judge a player's recovery time off of someone else's recovery, recovery time. time. Yeah. Or yeah. what you deem enough time. Enough time. Yeah. Everybody heals differently. Everybody sure. heals differently. So For now, sure. now, and this goes back to our discussions that we had in the beginning of the year. Okay. About Lamar shutting the plate. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. all this is doing is what? Pushing his money back down the line, giving them a reason to say, we can't give you this money because of injury, this, that, and the third. Then they're going to show all the people that got injured. They're going to show the mobile quarterback. So this Kyler Murray injury tonight yep. works against Lamar. He doesn't run as much as Lamar, but he's a running quarterback, as for they say. For sure. So that's affecting Lamar's money in the long term. And then you think about, <clears throat> we think about the fact that over the course of the last, including this year, the mm-hmm. course of the last three years, because in 2020, he didn't have any significant physical injuries. He did catch COVID, which, you know, kind of hindered him uh, down the stretch. And then he did, I, I, I want to say um, in the uh, the Buffalo game, the, the, uh, the playoff game, he uh he was concussed and he didn't finish that game. Right. Then the following year, uh last year, mm-hmm. he misses he missed the game because he got sick. He missed the Bears game because mm-hmm. he got sick. Um and then of course he missed the final five five games of the five season. Games, yeah. So now when you look at you're starting to look at these injuries pile up on him. Yeah. And then with this PCL spring. Yeah. I said it last week. Lamar don't play again this year. That's what I feel. Now, if the Ravens so happen to continue to win, make the playoffs, that narrative might change. Possibly. You don't think that the narrative is going to change due to the fact that Huntley caught that concussion? You don't think they're going to speed up his recovery now? Well, that the Ravens will try to speed, but it goes back to my point about when he got hurt last year. Yeah, It was a week to week thing yeah. but Lamar never played again right so but y'all had Huntley throughout that whole time sure sure but the the thing is were they was it a gamesmanship thing last year or was it just we don't know what is going on with Lamar and and it kind of speaks to uh the point that I that you know we had we had this discussion earlier about something that was mentioned from one of the uh writers for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They mentioned it this morning. Okay. And he mentioned that Lamar needs to get in the building and rehab when he's supposed to rehab. Right? So when I thought about it. You adding gamesmanship to that? Gamesmanships from who from, from whose perspective? From, from the from the team to the player. But is it gamesmanship or is it Calling you out. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely calling you out. It's definitely trying to put your feet to the fire. It's definitely trying to have a fan base thinking that you're not doing all that you can do to get back. But if I'm the player, right? Yeah. Regardless of, because sometimes you got to, you, you, you have to, as much as you hear, as much as you take in, you got to put 
that noise to the side as far as fans are concerned. Right. And go, you know what? I got a point to prove. Right. But at the end of the day, you and I both know that Lamar has always been at a disadvantage, disadvantage in this entire situation because of his competitive nature to want to play. Exactly. So they're just using that against him more. They're using it against him more. Yeah. Which gets to my point, Ravens fans. If you really knew all the nuances of this situation, whose side would you be on? When you really think about it, and we really going to take a deep dive into Lamar Jackson because I'm an advocate for Lamar. Yeah. In terms of Lamar hasn't, he's never been in trouble. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You could mention the tweet or whatever, but that's mm-hmm. frustration. Okay. A lot of players go through that. It yeah. happens. Yeah. But Lamar is a team player. Mm-hmm. The coaches love him. Mm-hmm. His team loves him. Mm-hmm. He's willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's willing. He's proven pundits, critics wrong on so many levels, mm-hmm. but he's still working to get better. Even because we know that there's still need for improvement. Need for improvement. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you really, when you really dissect this entire situation, mm-hmm. Ravens fans, whose side would you be on? So we we're gonna discuss this thing where. I said it before in the beginning of the year. It's three things that can happen, right? right? Three things that can happen. The first thing is, all right, Lamar said we not no more contract discussions once the season starts, right? right? So we get to the we get to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Option one, okay, they franchise them, right? Right, but then when they franchise them, it still got to be some shaking up in the organization. Are you keeping Greg Roman? If you letting them go, who you? Who if you, you let Greg in? Roman, if so, you let Greg, so this is my <clears throat> thing with that. If you let Greg Roman go, and you got Lamar on the franchise tag, right? Yep. You want him to figure out how to run a whole new offense on a tag. Now you're putting him at more of a disadvantage because he's going to look totally different right. because he's learning a new system. Right. So, so all you're doing is hurting him. Even more. Right. Which would might do the organization a favor because now you could come at him with his number like, look, <laughs> you getting injured, you didn't look as good this year, and they could try to play the game after the PCL. Is it because of the injury? Is it because you don't understand the system? Right. But you're gonna do all this on a franchise tag. Right. Who so, does that help? So when we when we look at that that first option, you tag him, but then there has to be some shaking up in the organization, right? If you keep Greg Roman, where's this team going? Where's this offense going? Now, let's just say they let Greg Roman go. I don't believe that you can bring somebody from the outside in. Somebody from the inside has to be promoted and give their take on how they see this offense moving forward. Now, of course, you're still going to see the RPO schemes. Right. You're still going to see the mo- the not the mobility, but um, them being able to execute um, what we've seen thus far in terms of his um, his his ability to to get out get outside the pocket, move yeah. him around. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if he's on the tag, mm-hmm. he's still going to be at a disadvantage in terms of him being able to secure a uh, a uh, an extension. And he's not going to be happy. Absolutely not. If y'all tag him this year, y'all might. Lose him for good, mentally, mentally, 
Because after that undefeated, I mean, excuse me, after that unanimous MVP year, he felt as though this was his team. But the organization isn't telling him that this is your team because they haven't given him his money. They could have gave him his money then, and they, we, we wouldn't even be talking about this guaranteed deal. So if, if we look at the history of the Ravens, <clears throat> the Ravens have always been known to take care of their defensive players. Not so much with the offensive players because they really haven't had too many offensive stars. Because they feel as though defense wins championships. Sure, but now that you now that you're working with a generational talent, as you alluded to before, this is the first time the Ravens have been in this chair mm-hmm. with dealing with somebody of this caliber on this side of the ball. Right, offense. Right now, Lamar wasn't going to get his money after year two. Right, right. He um, unanimous MVP. Okay. The Ravens didn't expect that from him, right? <laughs> exactly. They didn't expect that from him. Right. So in order to get to a place where you can secure that extension. Prove it. Do it again. Right. Do it again. Year three, solid. Not bad. It wasn't It wasn't. It wasn't 2019. He still rushed for over a thousand yards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he had solid passing stats. Again, mm-hmm. you know, he got sick with COVID. That kind of hurt him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But my thing with um my thing is my thing with the Ravens in general, especially the owner. Okay. When the owner comes out and say, Our goal is to make the playoffs and see what happens from there. How does that make you feel? As a Raven fan, that's not enough for me. So if you if you have that energy for the entire team, right? Right. Then where's that energy come when it comes to the individual player? So my my in my opinion, he's not the Ravens' cup of tea. Why is that? At that position. Why is that? Because they've never seen that style win. Right. The big game. You understand what I'm saying? Right. If you look at, you go down the line of the quarterbacks the Ravens had, it's never been anything like this before. So we we talked about this before, right? <clears throat> as far as the uh, the intellect, right? Okay. So one of the things we wanted to clarify is that when we when we spoke on intellect last week, it's not just the quarterback or whatever player, right. their ability or inability to read a defense, uh, to go go through their progressions. We also want to speak on the mental fortitude, right? Okay. The the mental capacity to be able to be uh, another player hurt. Dang. Wow. To be mentally tough. Yeah. To deal with everything that comes your way, right? In the in the in the game. In the game. In the game. Not just in the game. Uh-huh. But we seen to me we've seen Lamar be mentally tough right up to this point. Okay, he he fell in the draft right, yeah. um, and then even once he got drafted, a lot of people doubted him. Matter of fact, let's go and take a look at his um, scouting report. His scouting report coming from, out of, coming out coming out of, out of Louisville. Louisville right. Okay, his Lamar Jackson scouting report. His strengths: rare, incredible athlete. Rare arm talent, strong arm, instincts, throws with good timing, stands tall in the pocket, throws knowing he's going to get hit, 
has field vision, works through progressions. Works through progressions. Mm-hmm. It's stuck. a lot easier to work through your progressions in a college, college game. Exactly. Everybody's exactly. running wide open for the exactly. most part. Exactly. But what have we seen, especially in the last two years? We've seen because a lot of pundits are saying, oh, Lamar can't throw, right? Mm-hmm. Lamar uh, has sloppy footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a running back. Right. So what has Lamar tried to prove to the pundits that over he, the... That he can sit in the pocket and be a passer. Right. And every time I see that, I laugh. <laughs> I laugh. He's he's his biggest threat when he's being himself. Right. These last two years, he's not being himself. Especially this year. Right. The contract, you can see he's leaving plays on the field. He's not running as often as he would. He's actually trying to show that he can throw the ball. But... His issue is mechanics. Right. Let's get to that. <clears throat> um, just some more of his strengths, pocket presence, good ball placement, and timing to lead receivers for yards after the catch. Of course, amazing uh, mobility, uh, rare running ability, extremely fast runner, um, slippery runner in the pocket, hard, to, hard for defenders to square up. Now, the negatives or weaknesses. Right. Let's hear those. Inaccurate. Mm-hmm. We still but, see that. But here is what makes him inaccurate. Okay. Poor footwork. Right. Which leads to inaccuracy. Right. Uh, thin frame, although he did put on he weight. He balked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, needs to get stronger for the NFL, as uh, made mention with the last point. Too much of one of the guys could stand could stand to be more of a leader. Now, I don't know what they gathered from that, like in terms of his leadership when he was in Louisville. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that, Concerned me. Okay. Coming out of college or what? Coming out of college because we no longer have this. Okay. Alarming Wonderlick score. 13. (laughs) That was his Wonderlick score? That was his Wonderlick score. 13. What does that tell you? It tells me about his mental fortitude. It Mm -hmm. tells me something about his intellect. Okay. It tells me that... A lot of teams looked at him and said, I don't know, even though he has all of the intangibles and even some of those intangibles that need tweaking, that need work, yeah. that we can work on it, right. he still won't be able to get to a place where we need him to get to. Right. <laughs> so here's, here's something else. When we look at the the, the scouting report, right, um, it said that it said that um, sources from a, around the league acknowledged that Jackson was a one man team. Louisville did not have a good running game and fielded a bad offensive line that allowed steady heat on Jackson. Poor receivers consistently dropped well thrown passes, and that kept Jackson from completing sixty percent of his passes. While a poor supporting cast is used to help justify some of the underwhelming numbers for Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen, the same benefit of the doubt doesn't seem to get extended to Jackson. Now, so now we're comparing Lamar to Josh Allen. Right. And if if you look at Josh Allen, because we said this before. Yeah. Some of these quarterbacks that mirror Lamar Jackson in terms of their style of play, mm-hmm. teams have gone out and got them a top tier, top tier receiver. Right now, even though 
There you go. Touchdown. Let's not act like we didn't just see that. No, I said that's because no. That's not a strong like run. That. That's a strong run. Let's not act like that. <laughs> even though, even though um, the Bills, for instance, went out and got Stephon Diggs, we still see a lot of those poor mechanics yeah. in Josh Allen. Yeah. And 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 before you go forward, let me explain why, in my opinion, why we still see those mechanics. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Lamar for this. When you come into Pop Warner football, right, seven, eight, nine years old, the most athletic player on your team usually plays what position? Running back or quarterback? Right. Because those are the two positions that's gonna have the ball in their hands for mo- most of the game. Right. Lamar is an athlete. He's a stud. So he grew up using his athleticism and his versatility throughout his life. You understand what I'm saying? It got him from Pop Warner all the way through Louisville. But if you're not practicing on the mechanics that your counterpart, the opposite race, always focus on because they're not naturally athletic like a black quarterback, they go to throwing camps. They go to mechanic camps where they learn these things. Right. Black quarterbacks don't get that because they run off their talent, their skill, their God-given ability. Right. So when you get through college, being an athlete, you get to the league where you have to throw. If you've never worked on your mechanics coming up, how can you expect someone that's gotten here doing it one way to completely change their game? But let me add on to that. Most quarterbacks, even when you go back to a Michael Vick, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Vick is a is a rare specimen when it comes to his ability to win with his arm and his legs, right? Right. But he, he had accuracy issues. Right, right. He did. On deep balls for the most part. But he still trusted his arm. Right. He trusted his arm more than his legs. Right. And yeah. that's what we see with players like Lamar. I don't care what nobody say. Okay. If you're a Bills fan out there, Josh Allen, to me... Is not a top tier quarterback. He's, He's not. Never been. He has too many mechanic issues, mechanical issues. Uh, he has no touch on his throws. Okay. And then when it comes down to it, he will trust his legs Before more his than arm. he trusts his arm. And that is the issue with Lamar. With Lamar. Whenever a play needs to be made, he's going to trust his but, legs but before his arm. But here's where I might also play devil's advocate. The Bills went out and got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Mm -hmm. The Ravens don't have the type of offense that you can see a top-tier receiver in, right? Unless you trade it for him. Unless you trade it for him. Now, when it comes to Lamar, and this is what I mean by being an advocate for him, we've seen Lamar put in the work to get better as a quarterback, right? Right. His footwork still... eh, you know when 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 the bullets get to flying. Excuse me when when the heat get on. Right, his mechanics go back to per instinct. Right, but when everything's on par. Right, play action, the line doing their job. He got that time where and everything's on we, point. That's what we his saw mechanics in are 2019. Great. Exactly, we saw the rhythm. We saw the cadence of the offense. Yep, we saw him at his best. Exactly, because up here. Everything was clear. Yeah, exactly. Everything was clear. Exactly. Now that you got the contract on your mind, mm-hmm. right? Now that you got 
and and I get it because I mentioned to you earlier when the Ravens had Joe Flacco, right? Mm-hmm. They invested a lot in Joe Flacco, not just the contract. Okay. They brought in a quarterback coach to help tweak his mechanics, to okay. help him get better, get better as a quarterback. Yeah. When they brought in Jim Zorn. Okay. We haven't seen we have former quarterback. We have not seen that for Lamar. Why? Don't ask me that. Yet. Why? You know, we know the answer to but, that. But but our viewers might not know. Why? After really dissecting this, we honestly feel that the Ravens feel like Lamar is not the quarterback that they can foresee for the long haul. So it leads me to option number two. Okay. Option one, we said resign him, right? That's, re- that's franchise. No, franchise. franchise. Option two would be to trade him. Sign and trade? Sign and trade. Okay. Now, at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> and I know things have somewhat changed up to this point. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of the year, I said, I could see Lamar being traded to two, Seattle. maybe three teams. I, I, I mentioned Seattle. Seattle. Um, because we didn't know how the Geno uh, Smith's uh, situation was going to play out. Plus, Seattle has the draft, the draft comp to be able to uh, compensate the Ravens, want. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have the Rams, not the Rams, the Broncos. First round pick as well as their own first round pick, and they'll probably end up with a top five. With the top pick. five, yeah. Um, and then that offense, Pete Curl being a players coach, you got a solid, you got a solid runner. Um, you got you got two outstanding receivers, and then you got the cap, uh, the the cap space to be able to sign them. Right, right, right. So I said that was an option. Okay. Then I also said uh, Detroit. Okay. We didn't know how the Jared Goff Jared situation Goff. was going to play out. He's looked pretty decent this year, yeah. right? So we don't know if that option was still. But be if on the you table. could get Lamar, I think you, you for sure Jared Goff. You yeah. got a you got a young up and coming offense. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of excitement. Do you think that style of offense fits Lamar? So or do you think they would have to? They would definitely tweak the offense to his skill set to his skill set. But I th- definitely think we would see more. Uh, passing concepts than what we see in Baltimore. What do you think that would be a good thing for Lamar or a bad thing though? For him, for, it, for, for him, for, it would definitely him. be a good thing because you want to prove that you can be a quarterback in his league. The offense that he's in right now is really not. And I get it. We have we have injuries. We don't have a deep threat, mm-hmm. especially when you know with Bateman getting hurt. But this offense isn't allowing him. To show what he can really do, and to me, it's too. And the reason why I say that is because there are too many inconsistencies with what the Ravens want to do. They have an identity problem. Do you want to run the ball? They do. You think it, so? Go back. Look at the Buccaneers game. Lamar threw the ball twenty something times in the first half. In the second half, he only threw what seven, eight, nine times. They try to come out and do things that doesn't fit who they are. I don't know if it's to try to prove a point for Lamar or just to to try well, to... You're right. Maybe they're trying to give him his opportunities throwing the ball. But you're not open up. Again, it, it goes it goes back to... Because I don't want to get too far ahead. It goes back to how they feel or what they see right. in Lamar when it comes to his ability to read that playbook right. and to be able to decipher... Where to go with the ball in a in a in a more extensive passing tree. 
But I don't. My, I've always been. I've always been consistent with this. Right. I fear him running more than throwing. Sure. If I'm if I'm going against Lamar, I don't want him to run. He'll he'll kill you running. He'll just hurt you throwing. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Like he's not going to beat me throwing the ball forty times. It's safe to say that. <clears throat> I don't we, believe he'll we, beat me. When we think about when we think about the mental fortitude of a player, especially in this era with social media. Ooh, oh. Ooh, they caught a flag on that. Especially with Never this era that. with social media. Mm-hmm. Uh people having so much access to you as a player. Okay. Right? And we've seen it with his uh his reply on Twitter, right? It's wow. almost like <clears throat> they had to show that one time back in Arizona. That's crazy. Scene of the crime. That's crazy. It 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 takes me back to um it takes me back to um uh, I lost my point, got distracted watching the game. Uh, forgot what I was saying. Basically, if if a player if a player doesn't have the mental strength, mental strength to be able to block all the noise out, yeah. right? It's gonna, it's going to affect your your play. Of course, it's going to affect of your course. play. I mean, we see what's going on with Tom Brady, his right. personal life affecting his play right. on the field. So of course, and we're seeing that with Lamar. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're seeing that with Lamar. So yeah. it it goes back to the point where Ozzy drafted Lamar, right? Right. That was his last draft. Yeah. Ozzy drafted him. So I mentioned how the Ravens brought in Jim Zorn for Flacco. Right. They, as far as as far as I know, they haven't done that, done anything to that degree for Lamar. Okay. Um, when you see other teams out here getting their quarterbacks top tier receivers, yes, you're trying to build through the draft, but then we're seeing that that's not working out. <clears throat> so answer this so, for me. When mm-hmm. have they ever went out and got a top tier? When have the Ravens ever done that? Because now it's like we're asking for things that's not it's in a, their it's makeup. A diff, it's a sure, but it's a different era. And to me, did the Eagles outside of um, when they got Terrell Owens for uh-huh. for McNabb? Because mm-hmm. remember that was the same. You could probably probably yeah, put yeah, that yeah, in the same yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah. Because initially. 49ers that traded him to Baltimore. Right. And he was like, nah. Right. And then they ended up making a trade happen with Philly. With Philly. But prior to that, they were saying McNabb doesn't have anybody to throw to. Right? Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they went out and got him T.O. That mm-hmm. lasted two years. Two years. Right? Mm-hmm. But we're in a different era now where you have to, in order to build your quarterback, yeah. in order to make him the best version of himself, you have to give him weapons. I agree. But- like a conversation we had in the past when it came to New England. They're used to winning a certain way. They still believe that their way But you can haven't win. won. Okay, you've got one Super Bowl in the Harbaugh era, right? Yeah. Granted, Harbaugh, and my thing with the Ravens is, and I go back to the to, to the Steve Bashotti comment, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like you just good with being mediocre. Like, oh, let's get in the tournament and see what happens. I don't like that mindset. Right. It's a loser's so, mindset. 
It really is. It's a loser's mindset. So now you got to really think about what they've been doing over the course of the last two years. Does it make you feel like they're playing us as fans? And I know you're not a Raven fan, but when you think about teams who do these types of things, where a comment was made about Lamar needing to read yeah, um, um, them throwing after after Lamar said, okay, no more contract talks until after the year, and then these numbers come out about what what was offered was offered. Uh, offered but it was 291 mil total but them guarantees was almost was half of what yeah. so it's just like are you trying to make this guy look like the bad guy that's exactly Be- what they're doing they're using the media to speak for them but why because they want his number to come down they want him at their number the same thing Jerry did with Odell I'm gonna put this out there about your injury. Is that so, bad? Is that bad business? It's bad business, but it's the cost of business, and that's the sad truth. But aren't you gonna see more players coming out in this era? Definitely. Aren't you gonna see more players coming out asking for more guaranteed money? Oh, in this era, this is this era is the era of the player speaking up. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? For They'll sure. jump on social media. They'll like a post. They'll comment on a post. They'll retweet something that suggests just what they feel, but they can't say. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. That's why from the beginning I said Lamar should not have played. What we about to see about the Ravens towards the end of the year, I would have let y'all see that at the beginning. Yeah. Because I'd have never been out there. So let's get to the last option. They okay. resign him, which I don't. I don't see happening at all. Not not right now. The Ravens, if the Ravens give him 240 fully guaranteed. I'd be surprised. That's not how they do business. I'd be surprised. It's not how they do business. But that's their fault. Because they could have got him done at the 2019, 2020. But then you still have to understand why they didn't get it done after after 2020. Because I think it was the Joe Fac the Joe Flacco effect. That too, but then you also wanted to see more, yeah. right? After the the MVP season, yeah. Um, Show me and then, again. And then there were concerns about his health, not not his his physical health on on the field, but overall, they, they were say it was some things about there was some concern, legitimate concerns about his health. Yeah. So, but then it also speaks to the way that they're doing business. Does it does it affect? Does it affect mindsets of players who might want to come to Baltimore? Does it affect the mindset of a Roquan Smith who you traded for? We need to resign him. We can't let him walk. One of them is staying. Oh. One of them is staying. <clears throat> and I believe Roquan is staying because that's more of the Ravens' cup of tea. Absolutely. Despite the fact that he wants 20 mil a season. He, but that's the that's the, that's the going rate. That's, that's the, the going price. rate. That's and remember, moment. today's price is not yesterday's price. Absolutely. So y'all keep playing around. That twenty gonna end up twenty five. Yeah. At what point? <clears throat> so let's say, let's say Lamar's not here next year. At what point do you? Because we we talked about this with the Patriots. At what point do you start looking at this team and saying they might have to go through a rebuild? Because if, when if you y'all at, lose, if y'all lose Lamar, the only way is not a rebuild. Going off your philosophy, 
is if y'all keep Huntley. He's been here. That's not a rebuild if y'all had him in y'all system all this time. It's just putting him in and letting him progress to see what he can grow to be. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Now, if y'all go into the draft, get a completely different style quarterback, a more Raven style quarterback, now it's a rebuild because this complete offense was put together for Lamar. But what does that say to the rest of the team? What does that say to players like Ronnie Stanley who who got hurt? But he's been questioning and, the organization. Right. But in, ter- in terms of how they handle injuries, yeah. right? Yeah. We see how they try, even with this whole Lamar situation, oh, he'll be, he, at, at, at the least, he'll be out the he'll next out. game or two. Yep. But we, you're kind of putting the expectations on his return week 17. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But they did the same thing with Stanley. Right. They rushed him back, mm-hmm. got hurt again, yep. another surgery. Guess what I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna take my time yeah, coming back. Until I'm 100, I ain't playing. I'm gonna take, even if I am 100, I I'm wanna a- feel comfortable because of how y'all did me. Right. So, how does that affect players in the organization and players that may wanna come here? Because, right. as, as we heard over the past two years, don't the receivers wanna come here? Yeah. But it's not because of, it's not because of the organization, though. Top receivers don't want to come here because of the quarterback. But if, see, mm. it's hard to get them in free agency to come to Baltimore. Is it because of the quarterback or is it because of the scheme? Is it because it's of. It's overall. It's overall. I, I would give that. It's overall because, because if we're the making, Ravens are strictly a run first, run heavy team. We made the comparisons to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills before. They got Stephon Diggs. They were a run first team, right? right? Mm-hmm. Now you see they don't run at all yeah. because they got Stephon and they feel like Josh can throw the ball all over the field. He can. He has the arm strength to do it, yeah. but we still see those mechanical issues. Yeah. So I find it hard to believe that players don't want to come here and play with Lamar. And I, I think it's more, I, it has more so to do with the scheme. We, I don't want to say players... As an overall, every player, but we're speaking on those bona fide receivers. They want to be in passing teams. They want to be in teams where they throw on the ball. I can expect to get my targets. And you know, when you sure. come to Baltimore, you might get two, three targets a game. But doesn't that speak to scheme? But because it also speaks the, to personnel. Right. But it, it, I get what you're saying. It speaks to what the Ravens like to do um, with the quarterback that they had. Right. But as I keep alluding to, to me, I can never definitively say Lamar can and can't do X, Y, and Z until I see him in a broader offense. I just can't. You got coaches, you got execs saying, oh, Lamar can't throw the ball. He'll never be QB1. He can't do this. He can't do that. I've seen him make all the throws. I just haven't seen it consistently because that's not what our offense is. Right. So, okay, so if y'all was to let him go. Do you think that they will put him in a more run, I mean, a more pass-heavy scheme, or would it be more like a Ravens scheme? So the two teams I mentioned, right, Seattle and Detroit, right, they got they got bona fide receivers. Yeah, I, I think I like St. Brown. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 
Then you got you got Jamison Williams there, yeah. right? They, you they got, got they, you got run you got a running back who can catch out of the backfield. Offense so, is not a problem in, in neither one of neither them. Neither one of them. Yeah. So I think that they would take what they do now, okay, and then mix it with what, what Lamar, Lamar does. does best. Okay. What Lamar does best. So I don't know, man. I think that we'll definitely get a lot of feedback about this because I'm a diehard Raven fan, but I'm a football fan first. Right. And it's getting to the point where you don't like to see how players are being handled. You don't like to see that an organization drafts you, but then they don't believe in you. You don't like to see that an organization for a long time. I've been saying that for a long time. But it's right, it's right, it's right front and center. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Long time. I'm not going to lie. I've been a little naive to it because you see it with other teams, but then when you see it with your team, you going, but why? Yeah. Especially when you see somebody who's a generational talent, and if you put, if you, if you put the work into him, Mm -hmm. then he could be the best version of himself. He'll have the confidence to go out there and deliver, but it's all up here right now because y'all don't believe y'all in don't him. Y'all don't believe, and he's starting to get frustrated with that. He's been frustrated with it. I'm frustrated with it. I'm not. <laughs> like, everybody swear I just so anti. I'm just telling y'all what I see, and I've been saying this. Right. See, you as a fan looking on out, because you, you went through it with... Brady and Belichick yeah. in terms of Belichick feeling like, oh, it's time to move on from Brady, yeah. right? Now, y'all circumstances was was different because here's a player. Well, it's, it's, it's similar in the sense that here's a player who came in, mm-hmm. dedicated his all, yeah. gave you rings, yeah. and now you're ready to say, I'm ready to move on to something else. But it wasn't just I'm ready to move on to something else. I got to keep this shit rolling. I can't let you hold this up and then we end up where we at now. But we can't, we talk about this all the time. We can't base success off of hypotheticals, right? Right. So if you got somebody and it works or you got something and it works, why go Why go away from that? Because, well, when, when you ask that question, it's different for Lamar and Tom. For sure. Because Tom was at an age and a stage in his career where he could no longer make L2s and 3s look like 1s and 2s. But why do you... But we're in that era now where you're drafting quarterbacks and you're going out and getting them 1s and 2s so that you don't have to be so reliant on your quarterback making everything better. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you said last week. Ego. That's all it is. Times are changing, man. And I just feel like with it. <clears throat> I, I like Harbaugh as a leader. Um, like I've said before, he to me, he's not an X's and O's type guy. Right. Um I mean he's a special team. If, if they were to trade Lamar, does Harbaugh stay? No, because Harbaugh is only there still because <laughs> of Lamar. What do you mean by that? I think people forget Lamar Lamar saved, saved his job. job. Before Lamar got in there, he was on his way up out. Yep. Saved I think people forget that. Yeah. So that's why you'll never hear Harbaugh have a bad word to say about no, Lamar. Not at all. Not at all. Hey, look, we got a new five, segment, right? Five, <clears throat> okay. Three, two, Top five segment. One. Top five what? 
we about to see. Okay. So we'll start it off on a light note. Give me your top five Patriots of all time. Brady Gronk, Ty Law, Santi Samuel. Okay. Vince Wilfolk. Okay. I like the Asante Samuel. Asante doesn't get... They disrespect they, him. They, he doesn't get... They disrespect him. <laughs> like, he really was bona fide. Come on. He was really bona fide. Come on. Look at the numbers. Really bona fide. Just look at the numbers. Really bona fide. What he did in New do. England, even what, what he did in Philly. But, ooh. Wow. Ooh. Okay, Robbie. Wow. Okay, Robbie. That's crazy. Now, we, we're going to have this debate up until the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a little biased because before we got the Ravens, I was a 49ers fan. Still a 49ers fan. That's my second team. Defensive player of the year so far this year. It's a it's a two, two-man race at this point. Okay. Right? Um, Michael Parsons, mm-hmm. Nick Bosa. Okay. If you're NFL GM going into the draft... With the players that we have in the league right now, let's say Joe Burrow goes off the board first. Then Mahomes goes off the board. Mm-hmm. You need a defensive player. Who you picking? I'm picking Nick Bosa. Why? He does more. He does more. He stops the run. He's great in, you know, great rushing the passer. He's an overall defensive player. If you're paying attention to Dallas, they're starting to run at him. They're starting to scream at him. Yep. Because all he wants to do is get sacks. Right. He doesn't understand that you got to hold that edge. You know what I mean? It's more to this position than just going after the quarterback. I say Nick Bosa at this point is the defensive player of the year because, one, he's doing more with less. Their defensive line has been banged up. Even though the 49ers have arguably the best defense in the league right now, yeah. their defensive line has been banged up. He makes everybody on that D-line better. Right. Michael Parsons is working with some studs on that D-line. He's making them better, though. Parsons? Yeah, he's making them better because the attention that he's getting is causing people to get one-on-ones and they're winning it. So I I, I don't want to take that from him. No, not at all. Yeah, but I don't want to take that from the him. The thing about the 49ers is that the Cowboys lead the league in sacks, right? Right. That speaks to uh, Dan Quinn and what he's able to do. Okay. Um. And we said before, after this year, we think McCarthy's gone and Dan Quinn will step in, right? right So, to me, because they are generating more pressure, it speaks to who they have on their line. Demarcus Lawrence is a problem, right? Uh Uh, Their D-tackle Armstrong is a problem. Yeah. On the 49ers, uh, Eric Armstead was out for the majority of the season up until this past week. Right. They got a... Uh, they got a rookie. Uh, I think it's Drake Jackson on the other side of Bosa. Okay, right? they're not. They're Bosa is a one man wrecking crew on that on that D line. Right now he's freeing up others when he's being double. I said it last week. Look how many times he got double teamed against Miami, and he still had three sacks. Three sacks, yeah. And when 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 Micah gets that same attention, he doesn't touch the stat sheet. Nope. He doesn't get he doesn't get hurries. Press, he doesn't nope. get pass deflections. He doesn't get hits on the quarterback. If he doesn't get the sack, you don't even know he's out there. To me, right now, Nick Bosa Nick Bosa has surpassed 
Aaron Donald is the most dominant NFL defensive player right now. This year? This year. Okay, yeah, I do this year. This year. I do this, this year because, like I said last week, I don't believe that he wanted AD to come back really wanted play. to come back. Right. Like, his heart not in it. Right. He got his ring. You know, he said he was playing till he was 30. Like, he already had right. his career mapped out. So, right. I really feel like right now he's just collecting the check. For sure. For sure. I just feel like he's collecting the check. But on to my next top five, and this one is going to require you to... Hold on. Who's your top five Ravens? Top five Ravens? Yeah. Of all time. Ray Lewis, okay. one. Ogden, two. Okay. Reed, three. Okay. Jamal Lewis, four. Mm, Jamal. And Jamal. To me, I would have to I have to put Suggs at five. Okay. Honorable mention Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. But you gotta put you gotta put Jamal Lewis in there. You have to. I wanna see, I wanna see what, what we get from that. You got I want to see what people so got to say about you said, that top five. You said Brady, mm-hmm. Grump, yep. Ty Law, mm-hmm. uh, Asante, and, 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 and Wilford. Yeah. Ray Lewis, Ogden, Reed, Jamal Lewis, Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs. It's not bad. Terrell Suggs. It's not bad. So this one, we're we going to have a top five segment every week, okay. right? And this last segment and segments that we do moving forward is going to require us to give our top five off the top. Right. But then we might have to go back and do some research and see if we still feel that way after we've done that research, right? Okay. So this first top five, mm-hmm. top five deep threats of all time. Randy, Deshaun Jackson. Um, um, um. Would you consider him a deep threat? But I want to go with uh, from from the Colts, Marvin Harrison. Okay, I ain't mad at that. Um, mm, that's tough. But you got three so far. I got three. Um, I'll probably go Megatron, of course, and I'll probably go. I'm gonna go To, even though he was more mid to deep than deep. Mm. But I would go To. Okay. That would be my five, just off the top. Just off the top. That's just off the top. <clears throat> now, I just thought of this. All right. My five, Randy, mm-hmm. Deshaun. Okay. Calvin Johnson. Okay. We got three of the same. James Lofton. <sighs> um. And then I would probably, because I you got to mix in the old school, right? Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. And right now, my, my fifth would be Lin Swan. Lin Swan. That's fair. That's not bad. That's Lin not Swan. bad. Just, just because you adding some old school to the yeah. new school, that ain't yeah. bad. Yeah, So Lin Swan, that ain't bad. Randy. I, I, can, I could deal with that. Deshaun, Calvin, Lofton, and Lin, Lin Swan. Swan. That's a good so, five. That's a good five. We'll, we'll you know, kind of assess it a little bit and come back and see. If it changes. If it changes. Yeah. Um. Once this once this gets uh once this airs, we'll see what you know what the listeners think. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, that's all I got this week. I think um, this Lamar conversation is really gonna uh open some eyes. Yeah. To what's really going on in Baltimore. Yeah, I agree. And then also what's really going on in the NFL because, mm-hmm. as you alluded to, more players are beginning to speak up and speak out, and um, you know it's. It's it's mind boggling to think that you draft a player and you don't believe in him. Okay, 
Now, before we end, let's go to that. They traded back in to get Lamar. Right. Right. He was the last one in the room. Right. 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 Let's play hypothetical here. If they, if Ozzy did not trade back in to get him, where do you think he would have been drafted? Either late second or early third, like Malik Willis. Because exactly. Malik Willis was projecting the goal in the first round. He was in the green room, didn't get drafted, went back home, got drafted in the third round. So, but Lamar, when you when you really dissect. Just no, nah, don't even do that. Just go read his full scouting report. Yeah. They were projecting him to go in the first round. Right. But the projections doesn't always tell you what the teams are thinking. True. Because when he went on all of his well, not all of them, we can't be literal. When he went on a few of his meetings, everybody wanted to change his position for the most part. But why is Lamar like even we said this before. Jalen Hurts, right? He's a definitely a more accurate quarterback. He throws way better. Throws way better, right? Yeah. He's a his, natural thrower. He's of the a ball. natural thrower. Armstrift may not be on the level of Lamar. Okay. Same thing with Tyler Huntley. Okay. Armstrength may may not be on the level because they always speak about his arm strength. Arm strength. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. They say he has next level arm strength. Like, when you really think about it, Patrick Mahomes has great arm strength. Um, Josh Allen has phenomenal arm strength, mm-hmm. but Lamar Jackson's arm strength, like, is something of a of a like. That's one of his. It's, that's it's, one of his best assets. Best ca- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is his arm strength? Yeah. Exactly. So when you when you really look at his scouting report and the intangibles that he has, okay. To me, it says it, to me it says the same thing about what the execs thought about Josh Allen. He's a project, right? Lamar is more of an NFL ready quarterback in terms of where he played, where he played, but yeah. he's still a project, right? Right. So you're willing to put all your eggs in this basket for this project that you take at at seven, but you're not going to do the same thing for the quarterback that you traded back into the first round to get. I think Ozzy did that as a favor. What do you mean by that? Because I think Ozzy had a feeling if he didn't bring, if he didn't grab him, he was going to sit to day two, almost to day three. So you think Ozzy did him a solid because nobody else wanted him at that position. Think about it. Every other, every other team went. Nobody else wanted him at that position. Hey, look, check this out. Once y'all hear this, we want y'all to give y'all feedback and let us know what y'all think. What y'all think how this is going to play out. What y'all think when it came to when the Ravens drafted Lamar and what y'all think is going to happen if he leaves, right? So do that for us. And um, hey, man, this was a great episode. Look forward to kicking it uh, next week. This is Adjusting the Will Podcast. I'll let y'all next week.